You are now tuned in to the December 26th podcast, where we encourage you to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. What's up, 26er family? Welcome to another episode of the December 26er podcast. I am your host, Delisha, and we are back with another episode of Extraordinary Occurrences with our producer, Demarcus Adisa. What's up? What's going on, yo? Hey, 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 hey. And look at us actually releasing Extraordinary Occurrences on the appropriate schedule. On the appropriate schedule, man. Because we really don't follow a... No type of protocol That three to four whatsoever. weeks like we're supposed to, but Like know. three months between these <laughs> Extraordinary Occurrences. We don't go that long, but we just don't necessarily do it when we're supposed to. Right. So what's the 411? I, I watched the... Mary J. Blige documentary this weekend, so I'm heavy in that bag. I didn't see the documentary, but I heard about it, and it sounds amazing. I mean, I have my thoughts, but I feel like we can't have an appropriate discussion until you have actually seen it, so right. we'll hold off on that. We'll hold off on it. What you been up to, though? I've been good. I just got back from the great state of GA, you know, had a good time, watched one of my de- nearest and dearest friends um, take those vows amongst his family and friends and commit himself to a black woman. It was a, it's a joyous occasion. You didn't just watch it. I filmed it. You filmed it. I filmed it. That was that was quite an experience. Um, I was glad that I could help capture their day in the process of, uh, you know, editing right now. But it was... It was great. And, you know, I got to watch one of my best friends actually officiate the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a sight to behold in itself. <laughs> Everyone laughed. They cried and clapped. It was it was just all around good time. Your your friends are dropping like crazy with I shouldn't call it dropping because it's actually being elevated. But your friends are getting married like at an insane pace right now. I think more of them are married than are single. Yeah, which I mean is the age. At, yeah. at your age, I was on like a world tour of weddings as well. So it's accurate and it's on time. I got two more friends that's getting married in the next month. Right. And a bunch of people that's engaged or planning to propose. I don't want to spill no beans, but planning to propose in the next few months too. So it's just a war tour. Meanwhile, I'm over here spending money on camera equipment. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. How do you feel about that with your friends, you know, taking the vows? I think... Um, it's different for men because everybody on their own path. Everybody's traveling their own path. I don't I don't feel like there's any added pressure. You say you're going to commit to someone and be married. That's about to take on a whole new level of commitment and responsibility. It's not like I got like some paternal clock kicking like I got to have kids for this time. I already lost my hair, so I'm perfectly fine being a gray beard dad at kindergarten. Like, it's <laughs> my son right there. Let me pick him up. And being a dad that's... 50 yards away from the T-ball mound, uh, smoking a cigar. Like, yeah! Like, the dad perfect. shorts on? Yeah, with the dad shorts on, foldable chair. I'm, I'm, I am fine with that idea. So I don't feel like any added pressure. But, but what I do realize is like uh, with friends who are married or engaged, um, the recreational things are a little bit different because it's like everything is like if if – they have to plan what they do. There's no impulsive things because they have someone to check in with. And also with certain things that they do, you know, it's couples trips and couples events or whatever. So if you're not married or in a committed relationship, it could be kind of weird. Everybody. And you know what's so off. funny? Like I'm at the phase in my friend's married life where they try to drag me to the couple stuff anyway. <laughs> And sometimes it's like just them and me like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going away. You should come with us. And I'm just like, eh, I don't know about that. I'm good. Yeah, it, it can get kind of weird. It depends on the friends. Right. Like if, if it's if it's a couple where like I'm friends with both of them, you know, and right. like it's just a different vibe and people I know really well. I think that that's different. But like I'm not about to just be on any and every couple's outing. Yeah, it could be interesting, especially if they kind of beefing. Exactly. You just sitting here hearing both sides like I, throwing your hands out. That's crazy. Yeah, know. and I have been in the like the middle of a couple's argument. It's not a place. You just like I'm just gonna step out. No, no, no. Stay here. <laughs> Stay here. Now hear what she did. Like I don't know what to. I don't know what to make of this. One. Right. Exactly. You just be sitting there with the arms crossed. Like right. wow, wow. Yeah. Just ad libbing everything. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's interesting seeing people grow. You know, a lot of these people I've known since I was like 17, 18 years old. And they see, hey, man, people have families. They are committed. They have spouses. They're building lives together. It's like, wow, I knew you when you were super irresponsible. And look at you, you know, got a whole spouse, 
welcoming kids into the world, you know, leveling up on your jobs. It's just crazy how time flies by. Right. Exactly. So every time we do these episodes, you always have like mad mic sounds from banging the table and everything else. Uh, so I'm just reminding you early in the episode to watch all your animated uh, slamming of hands and banging of the mic stand. Roger. <laughs> Affirmative. What's so funny is that you always coach other people not to do it and then you get comfortable in these episodes. I get comfortable just be banging the table. You know, I'm, I'm supposed to be behind the scenes, you know. <laughs> so, you know, this has really marked the last few weeks has marked you like fully back to work with respect to the videography side. And of course, you've done you've done some of it over COVID, mainly was doing more editing and graphics work. And now the outside is like pretty much open for the most part. You've got a lot of stuff booked. So how are you feeling looking ahead? Oh, man, I, I feel like this is my year. Like it's just a new season. It's a new day. Fresh anointings is coming my way. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's a season of power and prosperity. And, you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it sounds like I just was flowing, but I took that from somebody. Israel and Newbury, shout out to him. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. I mean, everybody's out and anxious to get things happening. Um, you know, I pitched a few ideas and they coming through. I'm waiting on one check specifically to hit my account, but um, I'm ready to go, man. I, I think, um, you know, barring some catastrophe, um, pick, I'm picking up, you know, right where I left off at with with uh, bigger and better things. So I'm excited. That's what's up. Yeah, I mean, this summer, it's hard to believe that it's almost the 4th of July. Like, summer is <laughs> right <laughs> basically, there. you know, moving along very quickly and it's going to be over before we know it. But um, it's, it's required a lot of adjustment. Just, you know, now that the people are outside, conflicting right. schedules, all of that. But um, we'll get to that, though, how we're, how we're managing. But in the interim, um, I think the last time we did this, we were, we were getting ready to head out of town. It was like the first time um, of being on flights in a, in a very long time. Right. So we, we won't talk about how, <laughs> <laughs> how your trip was. But I like so I went to Florida. Um, I think, well, yeah, when we recorded the episode, we didn't say where we were going. First of all, I was shocked at how packed the airport was. Like, for the most part, the, the crowds were the side pre-COVID crowds. But the difficulty is, like, the crowd is the only thing that's pre-COVID. Like, everything else moves more slowly. Like, the rental car counter lines were out of control. All the protocols make for kind of like a prolonged uh, experience with respect to travel itself. Um, but at the same time, it, it felt good to get away. It did feel a little bit weird being around like all those people. Right. Um, but it felt good to get away and like just do something as simple as like getting on a flight, going to Florida where I've been a hundred times. Um, it just felt a lot like normal, which we haven't had a lot of that. So um, I was excited about that. And then that was the start of me having a pretty significant amount of time off. So I really spent that time. That was like the start of kind of recharging and taking a breath for me mm -hmm. um, for the for really for the first time this year. So that that was interesting. You know, it, it was interesting when I went away being around that many people. It's almost like, you know, I, I, I felt like I came out of prison or something, like not to compare my experience out of military. I was just like being around all these people, like social anxiety. Like this is for me, it was like maybe 15, 16 months since I've been around that many people or whatever. So, you know, you're like, oh, we outside. But at the same time, like, hey, don't, don't get to, don't don't get too close. Right. Back up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting going to Florida and then. A lot. There are a lot of anti-maskers in Florida. So it wasn't even about whether you're vaccinated or not. People are just anti-mask. A lot of Trump supporters yeah. down there. Um, so that also made it a bit unsettling just how comfortable they, they are. Um, but at the same time, like I didn't spend I really spent just the travel days because I went down there for graduation. So the travel days and the, the graduation day kind of around a bunch of people. And then, I, you know, besides that, I was just with people that I know, uh, you know, family who are all germaphobes. So that during that time, right. I felt better for sure. Yeah. When I was in Georgia, I was like, man, I'm vaccinated. I don't know about the rest of y'all. Uh, if something happened, that's on y'all. I, I know I'm already right with my my J&J &J shot. And I didn't spoke to my Lord and Savior. So <laughs> whatever happens, happens. You really deep into your church bag tonight. <laughs> I just came back that from down south. You know how it goes. <laughs> So, but I feel like 
that that time really was kind of an entree into now us having to manage a lot of different things. Right. Normal life, obviously, and social obligations as well. So like I had this time off, but like by the time I came back and then there were things that we needed to do with the show, we had to record, we had to do this, we had to do that. Some bigger projects that we're working on. Um, I felt like I really had this much time, like very little time to actually rest and recharge, which I tried to take advantage of more so because I knew that things were going to pick up. I don't know that I really anticipated they would pick up so quickly, but like now, you know, we have to obviously trade dates all the time and figure out where we have common availability for the stuff that we have to do. And it's not a lot. It's it's not a lot. So this is really becoming like an exercise in <laughs> time management and, and, and scheduling and all of that other stuff as well. Oh, it's a full time job, like straight up. It's a full time job. Um, and this summer already is booked up. My whole calendar is marked up for July already between uh, weddings, birthdays, work gigs. It's like there's no space for anything outside of it. And then when you add on a podcast, which is a job in itself, it's no space for anything else. Yeah. And I mean, people who who know me well, like and know what we do and sort of know the vision that we have for the show. They get it. It's the people on the fringes of my life, on the periphery, who really don't quite understand how much time it takes to produce this show. So when they invite me to something in this last minute, they're like, oh, can you come to this thing tomorrow? I'm like, I'm sorry, I've got to record. I got three interviews back to back. And they're always like, oh, you're really into this podcast thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. Like yeah. we have commitments and there are things that like I think people just see it as I think it's a cultural thing too. You know how we describe people's projects. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she got that little thing going on over there. I don't know what it's it's about. Um, but not realizing that this little thing is a part of a much larger picture that we're working towards. I don't think people view it as actual work. They just right. think, oh, you don't you just set up a mic and you just talk mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's Way more than just setting up a mic and just chatting for so much stuff that goes in the back end to see the final product. But it just seems like, oh, she sets up a microphone and she just talks to a few people. And that's that. Like these people have to be booked. They have to be vetted. Things have to be scheduled. Episodes have to be edited. Content has to go out. There's way more steps than, you know, the finished product. I I compare it to like making a song. A song seems simple, but. We both know it may take somebody a month to make a song. You got to write the song, find a hook, find somebody to sing the hook, the beat. You got to get in the studio. If the verse ain't right, you got to punch in, finish the verse, ad libs that you have to add on, bridges, all sorts of things. And I think podcasting is no different. I think that's why, we, you know, we've mentioned a hundred times before. And that's why the burnout rate is so high because people say, oh, I'm going to do this. They get into it and realize how cumbersome it can be. That's a nice little GRE word. If y'all ain't, if y'all ain't no cumbersome. Yeah. I mean, which is like, I think, I mean, I don't want to speak for like all shows, but mm-hmm. the, the people who are really tight with us, I think the only show that has continued without a break that started at the same time around the same time as us is a black and highly dangerous podcast. Shout out to Terrell. Terrell and Daphne. Yes. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, people, and I, listen, I get it. I don't, I don't find any shade in Freud when people are like, I just burnt out. I'm on a break. It was getting to be too much because I understand it. And I mean, you know, probably once every six weeks, I'm like. At least you've been ready to to (laughs) go on hiatus, y'all. You know what I mean? And she'd be like, man, we really got to do this. And then she'll change her tune like an hour later. But You, You know what it is? Because we don't, I don't think, we've talked talked about certain aspects of what it takes to put the show on. But I don't think we've really gotten into deeply with respect to how many people don't respect our time. Boy, 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 boy. Yeah, so <laughs> is that part, that's what sends me over the edge. Like you go through all this trouble to talk to people, prep them for the show, accommodate their schedules, and then build your life around the time slot that you gave right. them. And then you sit down and then also be clear, like because we have video now. So there's a whole setup that has to happen. It's all the stuff I got to do to get ready. And then you sit down and you're on waiting for them to get on and they just don't join. And then you reach out to them and they're like, oh, my bad. Can we do it 
tomorrow no. or afternoon. And, and it's no. like, no, no, this is the time that I had slotted for you. And often we have two interviews or more. We used to do five to six right. a day since COVID has been different, but we have multiple interviews. So not only when is that when that person late, is that delaying somebody else's conversation often or forcing me to jump right from one interview to the next without even a chance to have a sip of water, but also a whole life, like a whole life of obligations and other things that I have to do and trying to fit this in in between. So when people do that and it's, it's, it happens and I get like life is life, things come up. But a lot of people, folks might, you might be shocked to hear that a lot of people don't even have the courtesy to say anything. Right. And that's what pissed me off. Excuse my language, y'all. It's because it's a whole process. It's a whole system to set up how we go about booking a guest, how we slot times and how we adjust our calendars to make things happen. And we work with people's times. It's not like we give them a time. They agree to a time. So to have an obligation, check in with somebody. Yeah, I'm going to be there. And then they'd be like, oh, that was today. It's great. And we send calendar invites and confirms, you know, confirmations and all this other stuff. So that's what's just so crazy. It's not like we have a text conversation about it and I hope you show up. There's a whole thing that happens right. to make sure that you're there on time. And Delisha better than me because I don't I don't have to tap out of a few conversations with people like <laughs> like. But you said no, I didn't know. No, 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 no. But you said that this day and this time. So where you where you at? I didn't I didn't. Yeah, I think Delisha like, oh yeah, just just pass me the phone. Because <laughs> you know, and I think that is like the corporate thug in me. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause you go through this at work, right? right? People saying you didn't say something that you said or whatever, then you gotta pull out the receipts or professionally check them. So I'm I'm used to that. I don't have the patience for it. Just, we, we agree on the time. I got the email thread. I've sent you the calendar everybody. You said yes. It's on you. Don't try to put it back on me like I did something wrong. I done checked my bases. I am not about to get a, about to sit here and have Delisha go off on me about how I'm wasting her time. I figured it out. You dropped the ball player. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just crazy. I feel like it's happening more now than actually it did in the beginning. Because the world opening back up. Yeah, like, but even before, I feel like when we used to do this, before COVID, people weren't like this. People did it, but I don't think it is at the same rate as it is now. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just, I think I'm, I'm getting to the point where like, you know, in the beginning, I think we were just grateful to have people on and, you know, thankful that people wanted to come on the platform. And it took guests saying to us, like, no, what you're doing for your guests as right. well and elevating their brand and giving them content that they can reuse and providing clips to them and all this other stuff, uh, you're help you're helping them. And I think the more I heard people say that, the more I was like, no, yeah, we are. Like, right. so our time shouldn't be wasted. It's it's mutually beneficial uh to the both of us. And right. I feel like we have enough built up enough goodwill that people know what we're about and know the quality of this show and all this other stuff that like I really don't have space for putting up with nonsense. And we've been talking about changing some of our policies and stuff. Um, but yeah, and, and I think that was driven by just the last couple of weeks. Because um, it really has, it, it was getting out of hand. Right. It, it was getting out of hand. And then we're in a situation where we're shuffling now and then trying to move things last minute, asking people, oh, can you actually slide into this slot and whatever? It's a whole lot. So I'm, uh, uh, I'm enjoying a 20 piece hot wing. <laughs> You know what I'm saying off Camp Creek and Delisha calling me like, where's where is so-and-so? Like, can I enjoy? I don't, I ain't been out the house in a while. I'm trying to enjoy my time. I done set this up. So I ain't got to do nothing while I'm going. Now she calling me to guess ain't here. And you did everything. You literally did everything before you left. Schedules the, the guests. Confirm with Confirm the guest. Confirm the guest, built the graphics and everything so like all the promo was ready to go. I was like, by the time I touch down, I can when I touch down, I can make the clips and everything. Yeah. And still just for this, scrambling. this person to like blow us off. And then we extended Grace, right? Which mm -hmm. is shout out to uh the wise one, Mother Maya Angelou, say when people show you who they are, believe them. We extended Grace. Um, and then rescheduled. So moved, I moved a bunch of stuff around to accommodate them the next day, right? Was it the next day? It was the same day. Oh, no, it was the same day. I can't even, see, I can't even remember. It's happened so many times. We have, no, the first time it was at the accommodate a new day. Right. right? The first rescheduling, because it wasn't the first no-show um, with the same person. So did that, then actually got on and started the interview, and the person just fell off the face of the planet 
20 minutes in and we have still haven't heard from them. I'm enjoying a shrimp salad and Delicia calling me like, you know what this person did? <laughs> I'm like, now I got to go out and call people. Yeah. So for the first time in the history of the December 26th podcast, we have the lost files, like an interview that's just never going to air. Right. Because please believe it's never airing. It was like, what, 20 minutes, if that? Yeah. So, um, but I, I mean, it's all a learning experience and, and we'll make for great stories because we, we still have never just told 100% of what has happened behind <sighs> well, the scenes. Listen, man, there's a few times I'm like, I might have to go to jail behind <laughs> this podcast because like, I think people forget, damn, the podcast this is my sister we talking about. This is my family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people be jumping bad sometimes. It's like... Bro, we got forget all this podcast stuff. Delisha tonight. Delisha the one with the real job. I ain't got nothing to lose, brother. <laughs> I have not. I have not a thing to lose. Yeah. So I mean, I. I but I, I think what it has taught me is, I get it. We're in the middle of this grind culture where you go hard twenty four seven. But I think having time off, you going to Florida. I mean, Georgia, even though you had to work for a part of it, but you stayed some extra time and got to spend some time with your homies. Uh, What is just reinforced for me is that even with doing all of this, we need that time where we step away from it because everything's not going to go the way we want it to go. And this goes with anything. And oftentimes when you're pouring your heart and soul into something is taking up all your free time. You start to resent it, particularly when it's not going your way. So I think if nothing else, these experiences have really driven me to, to honor our needs and create sacred days where it's like, we get to just do what we want, you know? And, um, I'm not willing to compromise that. And I think I'm not willing to compromise it because I know there's going to come a time where everything's going to, Ignite in the best possible way. You're not going to have, and there's not there's not going to be time for that. Room for you to compromise if you wanted to, because you got obligations. Exactly. So we're at a place where we still can, you know, do some of that uh, at a a small scale at least. So taking full advantage, it requires some juggling, yes, Um, but understanding the importance of that, and yeah, that that's where I am. I just. I realized like people were really starting to to just irk me with this show. <laughs> so right. that that time away from it every week is really, really important, which is ironic because we're about to kick it up a notch with a with a bunch of things that we're going to be doing. Um, but in the interim, you know, summer will force you to find uh, time to step away because there's just so much to do. We both were out all day yesterday with other social obligations, which was super fun. But then that required jamming a bunch of stuff, you know, into today that needed to get done. Right. All kinds of obligations to family and friends. And it's not easy. It's not. Juggling everything. It's not at all. So I've been really, really focused on time management and how to best structure my days uh, so that I feel accomplished and productive, but not overwhelmed. Right. And, and that that's not a go ahead. I'm sorry. And let me let me preface this by saying anybody who says, yeah, I'm not with all that hustling and I sleep when I die. I, I'm a working on the fire. I commend you because this is not it's not it's not fun to be consistent as something and to work as something, especially if you're not getting paid for. You're doing it for the love or the passion. I understand why people just live their lives like I'm not doing anything extra. I'm going to work. <laughs> and when I'm off, I'm off. I'm going to enjoy myself. There is nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. Like and I think that's the majority of the population. Like right. they, they work, they have a job, they pay their bills, they get off at whatever time they get off. They have a glass of wine or open a beer, have dinner with their family. They get in bed at a respectable time. They get up and they do it all over again. Their weekends are spent. Whatever social things they want to do, whatever other interests they have, running their kids around or whatever, they take their vacations and that's it. I don't think that's any. there's anything wrong with that. Ain't no shame in that. And I've had people say to me like, oh my God, you're just so driven. Like the fact that you've done all these other things. That's just how I'm wired. I'm not, I'm right. not fulfilled just going to a job and that's it and doing everything that I just described. And also it's easier when you don't have a family, right? So um, I'm, I'm not fulfilled just doing that because of who I am as a person and who I aspire to be. However, I'm also not on the other end of the spectrum anymore where it's just 
a constant go, 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 grind, 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 feeling guilty for taking a t- some time off, feeling like, oh, I should be doing something just because I decided to watch a documentary on Netflix. Like, no, I'm not doing that anymore either. Touche. <laughs> so I don't think you used touche in the right context, but I don't know. Maybe you did. Touche is to touch and to touch is to agree. Amen. <laughs> So, okay, we touched the grand. Just in oh, French. Oh, man, you definitely were down south um, with all these church references. But anyway, so for me, like, I know what that the time management looks like for me now. Like, it, it actually requires, first of all, I had to just acknowledge I'm about to be 40. Let me just say that, first of all, as a single tear forms in my right eye. Um, and I cannot function on the amount of sleep that I could function on at 25 or 30. And at this point, even at 35, believe it or not. Um, so my health is severely compromised if I'm living in a state of just constant sleep deprivation. So for me, I was just driven to make some adjustments from that front to have the mental acuity I need to really get through my day. Um, but what that looks like for me is not what it looks like for you, right? So for me, that means my mornings are look way different now. Right. Like, I think before I was doing things in the morning, but now I'm going to bed earlier and getting up even earlier and kind of knocking out some things creatively that I need to do, trying to get a workout in, trying to get a healthy breakfast all before I sit down to work. And then having my evenings be a a little less packed so that I can go to bed on time, get a full night's sleep and do it all over again. Now, am I doing that every day? Uh, perfectly? No, because real life gets in the way. Somebody right. calls you in crisis at 10 o'clock on a weeknight or like I picked you up from the airport and your flight got delayed. So it doesn't happen every night, but I've been working really hard to segment my life in a way where if I'm out of steam at 8.30 p.m., that's okay because I've been productive and I got a lot of the creative stuff done in the morning, um, which makes for uh, uh, I feel empowered once I start my work day, like if I've done that and then it makes for a calmer evening as well. So it's been working for sure. Right. But it, do, it doesn't that doesn't necessarily work for me because if you're trying to be creative. Right. You got to when it when the spirit moves you, you got to go. So what does time management look like for you I now? Mean, Outside of like my deadlines and my obligations, I mean, you know, I am if I hit a workflow, I might sit at the computer for 15 hours straight, Mm -hmm. which is not necessarily healthy. But if you get in a groove that you're doing something and everything is making sense, you don't want to stop it. Um, And I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how that makes sense in the grand scheme, because it's like anything else. um, If you're not doing something where the, the work is determined, if your job is being creative and putting things together from abstract soup to nuts, a little bit different from having set tasks. Like, okay, I know I have to do this. I have to do this. If your job is basically sitting down and solving a problem, because that's what being creative is, is kind of solving problems, right? You're just pulling from nothing. It's a little bit different um, putting things together. So that's kind of the thing I'm trying to pull together. It's like, you know, how do I do these things? And um, because I've never been a person that, Hey, I got two weeks to do this. I'm going to do 30 minutes on this every day. I'm going to do an hour every day. I'm more of a person that, hey, I'm going to get this done. So one day I might spend 10 hours on it. I might not touch it for two days. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is I think that in a lot of ways, that's my natural inclination to just just plow through. Like once I have it. But some of the projects that I have that I'm working on and have been working on for a long time just don't fit into that program because of my daytime life. So that I think that's been the hardest part of uh, doing the morning thing is that there's a finite end time, like where I have to pack it in. So if I'm in flow state with create creativity and for me has been writing this book that I'm trying to finish by the end of the summer, I could be like, I mean, literally blowing through these paragraphs and it's all just pouring out. But I know that when that alarm goes off, I'm done. I have to stop no matter what. So I just try to jot down a few points to remember and hope that it comes back the next time I'm able to sit at the computer. So that has that has been difficult from a creative perspective, I will say. Yeah, that's definitely a different ball game. I mean, I have deadlines, too, but it's different when, you know, you have to punch a clock at a certain time and be open to someone, you have people, you know, hitting you up for questions. You got meetings on the calendar, all kind of stuff. And you're beholden to someone like that. I mean, I'm technically beholden to people too, but I can literally say, okay, hey, can we move this? 
over here? Can we move just a little bit different? Yeah. And I mean, I think it's a two edged sword for me because it's different than it was at the beginning of my career. Right. Like I don't have to answer to people in that regard because I'm not the bottom rung of the totem pole by any means necessary. But still, there are I'm a piece to the puzzle and a crucial piece in a lot of ways. Fire, You got to drop what you're doing and go ahead and fight the fire. No matter what, even if you are the person on the, you know, I've got some rank on the totem pole. Still one of the head firefighters. So it's just like, hey, we got a fire alarm fire. How are we going to tackle this? Right. Exactly. So. Uh, but I, I'm trying to manage. I feel really good about the progress that I'm making. And I think when I compounded it all, and this is what gets, I think, a lot of 26ers, because many of us do work on a tear. Like we get this flash of inspiration and then for 12 hours, we're focused on one thing or 15 hours. But then we don't do it again until that happens. Mm-hmm. Like we're not always very good at be- eating the ele- elephant in small bites. So for me, while it is difficult to kind of work on something for an hour and then have to stop, when I look in totality at what I've accomplished over the week, it's still more than I was doing before. Right. Because you've made progress, incremental progress. Exactly. So that that feels good. Um, and also just not beating myself up when it doesn't quite work out the way that it needs to as well. Like at the end of the day, I'm like, I do more than the average person. So if I have an off day or an off week, that's cool. Not a problem. I've just, I've stopped holding myself to impossible standards. For me, it's not even the next person. This is the race I'm on. This is the time that I'm on. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I'm doing. And this is what works for me. You know what I mean? Uh, not even the next person. Cause we don't never know what the next person is doing, man. Some of these people got butlers and maids and assistants True. and all kinds of stuff that they got people subs- supplementing efforts in their lives, subs- that making things easier. So, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm getting accomplished, getting accomplished. And it's just what it is or whatever. I'm not in competition with anyone else. I'm racing myself. I'm on my own trajectory. And if you can't understand that, your whole perspective is whack. Maybe you'll love me when I fade to black. <laughs> and you know, that's why I can't stand when people repost those memes or statuses that are like you have the same 24 hours as. Man, some people got some different 24 hours. Like, come on now. Like, these folks have teams and handlers. And not to say they don't work extremely hard, because they do. But that's not the same 24 hours as somebody trying to spin all the plates at once if, themselves. If, you know, if you got a team, no matter what you're doing, if you got a team of people working on something with you, that's totally different from you doing it. A one man operation, a two man operation where you have to wear several different hats. Like it's completely different level. Cause if you have a team, that means you could delegate. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Things are different when you delegating to yourself. Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of post-its. You, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. And I had to do the laundry. I got to go grocery shopping. Like, you taking care of when your business life, when you cut your business life on, it's like, okay, what do I have to do for me now? Right. That's how you end up looking at a stack of laundry for six days. Like It's crazy. Or wash the laundry and put it in the dryer, but then it doesn't quite get folded. Folded. <laughs> or you put it in the dryer and it ain't even dry all the way. You didn't check it. Now it's down <laughs> in there just mercy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like I just this weekend, like I didn't really have downtime, which wasn't really downtime because I was working on some things until this morning. But like yesterday alone, there were things that I, I was running around in the morning we went to a celebration. We drove and sat in traffic for nearly two hours. We went to a celebration of life, went from there to another get- gathering. And by the time we got home, it was like 1130. I had been up since 530. Right. You know, so, yeah, that laundry that I did on Saturday morning, which is one of the things I had to get done, it's not yet folded. It just happens. It just, it, things happen. Yeah. So I, things are rear. By the time you, you do everything, I'm like. The day before I left, I was like, all right, I think I did everything. I'm going down the list. I secured the guests. You know, I got a piece of my equipment fried. I had to get a replacement. Boom, I got that done. Okay, got to run over here, pick these clothes up, uh, make sure I got the toiletries. Oh, man, I don't have a suitcase. Got to go get a suitcase. All to come up and realize, like, I probably should cut the grass before I leave because if I don't, it's going to be three feet high by the time I get back. And it's going to take me three three times as much the amount of time to cut it if I wouldn't do it now like, is always something. Right. Yeah. I mean, I and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to strike the right balance behind being dogged about what 
I want to accomplish and being open to distractions and derailments, the ones that you can control. Right. Like, and sometimes that does mean like somebody hit me up today and was like, oh, can you talk? And I said, no, like not today. Right. And it's because I just knew that there were things I needed to get done. And that conversation was not urgent. And in addition to having things that I needed to get done, I wanted some decompression time because my weeks are so stressful. I require a certain amount of silence and solitude right. every week. So um, I knew that that was a no go for me. And I'm I'm learning how to say that and do what's best for me, because I think. Now I'm laughing. You're like, this is a no go. I'm learning how to do that. Learning how to say no. Literally. Turn it back into a toddler. Like, no. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like we we. remove all the the boundaries from our lives and we we say yes to things that we don't even want to do. And then we resent the fact that we did that when the reality of it is, it is all within your control, right? You, you can decide where you want to make sacrifices in your life and where you do not. And everybody's not going to be okay with that. They're not going to want to accept it. But the reality of it is like, you have to put self first sometimes. And if you don't do it, you just be in, you're just in a situation where you're stretched too thin by your own doing. Right. And we don't like to admit that it's by our own doing because they're like, it, everybody wants something from me. Well, yeah, you can say no. You can say no. Nobody's holding a gun to your head. You can, you can say no. It's on you. You got to learn how to say no and just be at peace with that peace. Hey, I'm only one person. I got a lot going on. I can't do it. Right. Or whatever. And I think it's one of the things I was talking to one of my friends about when I was on there. It's like, you know, learning how to say no and put them boundaries up and just people really rock with you. If they love you, they care about it, they respect. And if they don't, they just don't. And you don't understand. But at the end of the day, you know, I got to protect my peace. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like setting boundaries is, is really important. And when you have certain certain giftings like you do people always want to call on a favor oh can you put this together last minute and look i'm out of favors y'all <laughs> fresh i'm out. out of i'm fresh out of favors i do your favors gonna cost you right and you, you gotta be like that like people and i think sometimes i think we're just inherently self-centered as humans so people will call you and ask for a favor and just assume that they're the only one asking for a favor Right. right. It's like, actually, you're the 17th person this month yeah, asking me for a favor. So, you know, they're like, oh, can you just do this quick thing? And it's not a quick thing. It sounds like a quick thing. You know what I mean? Or even if it is a quick thing, it's the 15th quick thing. Like it's in a long line of other quick things you've been asked to do. And, and let's be real, man. Anything that you want this in this world, last minute, anything else, it's not going to be cheap. Go get some pants altered at the last minute. You'll pay a premium. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So go to the dentist at the last minute. Go to the emergency room. That's a last minute thing. It was unexpected. You're gonna pay. Right. So yeah, that's that's really um my fault. Fo- it's taken a long time to get here. But also I look at I look at like our late grandmother who oh boy was always there for everybody, but how that really wore her out, you know? Probably killed her if we being honest. Being there for everybody. Nana was always doing something for somebody. Right. They take years off your life. Right. Exactly. The amount of unnecessary stress that you take on. Yeah. And I'm not about that. I ain't not. I love y'all, but I ain't. No. No. It's. And I love me. I love myself. That's what Kendrick said. <laughs> right. So uh, that to take it back full circle now, it's just that's why I'm all about the importance of sleep. Like that sleep deprivation. I never remember Nana sleeping whole night. You know, it's just not healthy. She up, she was up four or five o'clock in the morning praying. You know, old man, listen, old people they ain't gonna let the sun beat them out the bed. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, I'm, I'm focused on boundaries and I'm focused on learning how to say no and say saying yes to the things that that matter and saying yes to the things that that bring benefit and that that feed me, feed us, that are gonna help to catapult things as well. Um, and saying yes to downtime and all that other stuff as well. But. <laughs> and it, it really, it really, it really sounds like very self-centered talk like that. You know, what I mean? unless you're in it, you're not going to understand if you don't, if, if you don't do that and not say yes to those things that matter and things that benefit you, you're always going to end up putting yourself last. Always. And what is it? What are you getting out of that? Putting yourself last always. There's nothing wrong with sacrificing and doing for others, but if you're constantly putting yourself, where, where are you, where are you going, mm-hmm. or whatever, it do, it doesn't sound good. And like, oh, you think this and the other, but like this is my life. I get one life. I only have oh so much time on this 
I have a finite amount of time or whatever. And I think what I learned this past year, I mean, we already knew it, but what was reminded is like, none of this stuff is guaranteed. It's so many people checking up out of here that are not that old. Yesterday, literally a celebration of life for somebody in my age bracket. Like, it's just crazy. Gone, suddenly gone. You know, I don't lost maybe three, four classmates in the past month. Gone. I don't think any of them was over the age of 34, 33, 34. They're not here no more. Mm-hmm. It's, it just really, really puts things into perspective. And I am trying to maintain as, some semblance of health, be as healthy as I can, um, but also live a life that I enjoy. And sometimes living a life that you enjoy means making other people uncomfortable or disappointing other people. And that's okay. That's all right. That's okay. Because if somebody's joy and their satisfaction and comfort is re- that that reliant on what you do, then that's their problem they need to work through. Okay. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So, yeah, that that's really where I am. And I think it's something culturally we're not necessarily taught. I think somebody said this. I can't remember what it was, but they were like talking about some sort of study they read. And it was like, when you come up, how most of us are raised from a place of lack and uh, impoverished in certain ways that you have you feel an obligation to be there for everybody. Because thought is, what if that was me? Mm-hmm. And the, the the deeper thought is, whether it's conscious or not, is just very well could be me next month. So I don't want to do X, Y, and Z, and then I need this, and nobody's there for me. So I got to put all these good deal, deeds out. This is how we raise. Like, mm-hmm. everybody chips in. You do what you can. But, like, I don't – and that was, that was a survival mechanism for years and years. But I don't know if that makes sense in 2021. Yeah, and I was having this conversation with Purvis uh, and his check-in that most of us, were we learned how to survive. We were not taught how to thrive. That's foreign territory for us. And a lot of things that are thriving and things that you should strive for in your life and the joy and satisfaction and the rest and the this and the that, the creature comforts are seen as indulgent in a way. And to your point, it's like, oh, well, if I'm indulging over here, what happens is the shoe drops for somebody else. I need to help them. Um, When really, if you live in an abundance mentality, you should be believing that you can create the life that you not want and we'll have enough to help people if you so choose. I can get it back. Yeah. I can get it back. That's how I be feeling. It's just like had a friend stop by earlier and he's like, bro, you ain't got it. We was on the grill, just drinking beers and all this stuff. Bro, you ain't got to do that. I was going to do this anyway. But now that you're here, we're going to share this time together. Bro, you don't have to spend. I was going to do it. I'm going to get this money back. I'm going to get these blessings black in some way. This is what I want to do. You here. It amplifies, makes me want to do it anymore. We're going to enjoy this time together. Right. Because I don't know when the next time you're going to come. He about to move across the country. I don't know when the next time we're going to kick it. So while you're here, we're kicking it. Right. Everything else will come together. I got to record this podcast later. We'll pull it together. We're going to do it. But while we're in this time right now, I'm enjoying the present while I can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I mean, speaking about what you said about the finite amount of time, we, I think, have developed a sense of urgency about the next phase of this show. So you want to talk to the people about where we are in terms of rebranding? Y'all, we got a lot of work to do. Let me just put it like that. Um, but, you know, we're almost there. We got a, some good episodes in a can. We did a little photo shoot. Rebranding is coming along nice. We practically almost ready to relaunch, but it's just a few things we have to iron out. But we're very, very close, ready for this content, uh, this new content to roll out. It's just still a lot of a lot of work that needs to be done. Oh, man. But that's the <laughs> thing. It's not even just the work to roll it out. It's the work to sustain it, right. which has us both, I think, kind of scratching our heads back to time management. Like, OK, how are we going to do this? But we're working to to put some systems in place as well. But we are super, super close to the relaunch. I need an intern, man. If you, you know, hit info at December 26th.com if you want an intern, you want to help. Absolutely. Reach out. Yeah, I got I'll, I'm gonna put you to work. I got I got stuff for you to do. There are many things that we need need help with. Um and it's with the new things that we are ro- rolling out. It won't just be about the December 26th or interviews anymore. That's not going away, of course. We're adding to it. And there's other content that is coming out as well. So it, it really is an all hands on deck situation uh, in terms of hopefully being able to bring in and leverage other people's creativity and talents and contributions as well. 
That's a fact. But let me just say, we had this photo shoot that really came out great. Um, <laughs> but you said I look like I own, I own a Dominican doobie shop. <laughs> yeah, Delicia said I look like a drug Jamaican drug lord. <laughs> she said I look like that uncle that owned four laundry mats and don't nobody know how he got them. <laughs> so we had this experience on set. Well, really before set. So we had a fitting and then we went on set a couple of days later where we're just like trading jokes back and forth about these looks. <laughs> and shout out to Erica Nunez, former guest of the show, who who styled it for us. And we'll give her her appropriate credit when we drop these photos. <laughs> but like, we're like trading all these barbs back and forth. And she's looking like, I don't know how I feel about this. And we had to explain to her that if we were silent or just serious, yeah. that means we actually hate it. She thought we didn't like what she did. Delicia like, nah. came downstairs. I'm like, you looking like a Southern belle. Like, <laughs> You don't let your kids play in the sun for too long. <laughs> y'all come in for y'all get dark. <laughs> Eric is sitting there like, what does this mean? <laughs> well, she looks good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, people don't understand, always understand our brand of, of humor um, and that the, the wit comes out of, of joy and being happy with something, not being disappointed. Right. So. But yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited for people to see uh, the new branding elements with the show, some slick stuff that we're working on there, graphics and whatnot. And I'm really excited for uh, the micro content where people will get to see more of our personalities and the things that we're into also. For sure. And also, you know, highlighting some of these other brands and businesses and products. I don't want to give too much of the sauce away, but I'm I'm, I'm happy to be able to collaborate and put a spotlight on a few different things. Yes. And I'm excited that I've recorded a couple of features on other shows, which will be dropping in the coming weeks. So we'll probe that on the December 26th page um, as well. Well, Listen, man, the price about to go up, y'all, on everything. Okay. (laughs) These events is opening up, these festivals and panels. I mean, so you better get a schedule now. I'm telling you right now, because it ain't no more homeboy hookup. I'm telling you. You've been, you've, you've read some of the stuff I've been writing, you know, the interviews that I've been doing and the, the subject matter that has been discussed. Telling you. And yeah, you've been saying this. You're like, is, this is when, it. When we in Palo Alto and she on the cybersecurity tech panel, <laughs> you know, and plugging her book in next to somebody with a bunch of Z's in their last name. Don't say I ain't tell you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do feel like this is our last summer of like quasi calm. Now we just said it's busy because it is, but it's a different kind of busy, right? I think this is it. I think everything from here um, is going to accelerate in a way that we don't even understand. It's already accelerating. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm saying it here, saying it now, but I just, I I feel that in my, in my knowing, in my gut that, yeah. It's already accelerating. It's about I don't want to spill the beans on what I'm working on. But like I said, I'm waiting for this check to hit my <laughs> account so I can work on this project. And I'm telling y'all, if you ain't got me booked now, price going up. <laughs> <laughs> the price is going up. You know what I mean? I can't see this type of money and go back to I need a whole loaf of bread. You can't give me a slice. Listen, and this and this <laughs> I need a whole loaf. I mean, you talk. <laughs> You talk, you clown me a lot. Um, DeMarcus says I'm uppity. I don't really think I'm uppity. <laughs> She's not. She has uppity sensibilities. It's not up and down uppity. It's just certain aspects of her life. Oh, this is not. This is not. It ain't going down like this. Yes. Oh, yeah. But. You're never going to catch her at a holiday. Inn. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like certain aspects, certain things. Nah. Not happening. Right. But this speaks to what you were saying. Right. When you've worked hard to break through and you finally break through and you you get to the next level and whatever it is that you've been striving for, you're not going back. Yeah, you can't. I mean, life happens and you have you get kicked down. I've been kicked down before. Right. But once you tasted it, it, it you're going to do everything in your power to stay there. Once you had that filet McDonald, right <laughs> from Nobu, it's kind of hard to go back to Chili's, man. I mean, the, the plate is fly. When they bring out the cast down and smoking <laughs> at Chili's, like it's dope. But you're going to be thinking about that Nobu, that STK, that Ruth Chris. 
I, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not finding I'm not talking about the people who look at these outward things to to fill them or give them status or Oh yeah, that was just a metaphor. Yeah, right. like not that at all, right? I I had to really get settled within myself and find joy outside of the material things and whatever and the creature comforts. But yeah, there's a certain self-care things, certain uh, comforts I'm afforded that I am not going back. Certain things become non-negotiables uh, once you get once you experience, and you have to do certain things for a season. But once you out of that season, it's like, I'm never I'm not never going back going to back. that unless it's just a necessity. And you know, I have this conversation with you all the time. If, and we have a lot of people who listen to this show who are service providers, who are entrepreneurs. They they may be partpreneur. They've got an employee gig during the day, but they're building a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Stop letting people pay you pennies for your giftings and your talents. And you you got to get to a point where you realize this is where I value myself and you as a client or customer need to value me here. And if you can't, yeah. you are not my target audience. Ain't no hard feelings, but I got to go. I have to go elsewhere. What do I you- always tell you? I always tell you, 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 you let people pay you pennies and they're going to expect the same work as if right. they paid you top dollar. And they're going to refer you to people who are ex- trying to pay you pennies. Exactly. Oh, he'll, he'll give then, you the hookup. And then most importantly, because I've had it happen before, it's going to get you get in the way of blocking a button. You tied up with these people trying to pay you pennies. This is a person that got a whole bag for you, but you can't commit because you already done gave your word. If you want to be, you know, greasy and be like, oh, I can't do it no more. But if you've already committed, you're blocking your own blessing. You know what I mean? Exactly. So um, I, I'm i I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to how your business is going to grow and how the brand grows with December 26er and a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of good irons, I think, after right. just such a traumatic end to last year, traumatic start to this year, I feel like the smoke is clearing a little bit. And and even though we still get bad news every week, which is just crazy, like many people in the world right now, still a lot going on, a lot of loss. But I, I feel like I, I've been able to grasp a little bit of the vision and also dream some new dreams as well. Um, so coming out of the dark, slowly but surely. Dreaming those dreams and living them dreams were the combat jack. Yes, shout out to the late Reggie Say the late great Reggie, Reggie Osei. Um, so that's it, man. We almost filled an hour. Thank you for joining me this evening. Thank you, y'all. Thank you for joining. I'm gonna go have a big cup of ginger ale now that this is over. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all be blessed. Yes. Uh, if you've enjoyed this, people, we always feel like we're just kind of talking about whatever comes to us in these episodes, but people tend to really enjoy them, which I'm always surprised by. I guess because we talk all the time, I don't see it as anything, you know, groundbreaking. Right. But um, if you've enjoyed this episode. You know the drill. Like, share, subscribe, comment, tell somebody, let them know uh, what we got going on over here. Be on the lookout for the rebranded December 26th podcast that is coming shortly and all the micro content that's coming with it. And as always, remember to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delisha. This episode was produced by Demarcus Adisa and music was provided by Thovo. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at December 26er. That's December 26ER.